website, ojtooks.com. That is O-J-T as in Tom, O-K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtooks.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is O.J. Tokes. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to hear from you tonight. We ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word, Father God. I pray that not only do we hear from you tonight, Father God, but we'll put your word into practice. Thank you that nothing, no entity, no force, no spirit will hold anyone back from receiving and applying your word in our lives tonight, Father God. Thank you that our hearts are good ground for you to sow your word into, and we thank you that your word will be a fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to tell a story tonight. Is that okay? Yes. I want to tell a story. But I want to lay some parameters as I share this story. I want to tell a personal story, okay? The idea that you feel like you're supposed to marry somebody, I used to think I was the only one. I used to think I was the only person on earth that went through that experience. But over the years, as I get to mingle with my single friends, I get to discover that, wait a minute, this is an epidemic. (laughs) I'm not the only one that goes through this. Apparently, there are a lot of people even as I speak, thinking right now, praying their heart out that so-and-so will marry them. And based on experiences, based on my experience, based on my observation, most of those people are off. Now, if you're dealing with that right now, If I was you, I will ignore everything I just said. Because I remember when I was in your shoes. I was like, no, I know it's God. I don't receive that. I don't receive. That's okay. But based on my experience is an observation. Most people are off. There's always that exception. And the problem is everybody wants to make the exception the rule. And I want to address this real quick. I think Rebecca alluded to this earlier. The person that says, or the married couple that says, oh, when I saw her, I knew she was the one. (laughs) Or the guy that says, or the lady that says, when I saw him, I knew he was the one. I can almost guarantee you that if you sit down with those people, most of them, I say probably 95% or more, and say, When you said um, when you met her or when you met him, they were the one, were there other people you thought were the one as well? You're going to find out that there were a lot of other people they thought were the one, but you don't hear that part of the story. The only part of the story was the 50th person they got right. (laughs) So here you are, like, what is wrong with me? She saw him and she knew he was the one. Well, she didn't tell you that what... 49 other guys she thought was the one. So you're feeling like there's something wrong with you. You're not hearing from God. So I'm going to tell, I've been through this a few times, actually. 
I have told a story about this years ago. A few of you have heard this. I'm not telling that story. <laughs> I'm telling a brand new one that even my wife hasn't heard. Okay? Now, as I share this, like I said, I want to lay a couple of parameters. Men and women, generally speaking, we think differently. Okay? Men and women, we think differently. And that's one of the challenges in relationships. You're thinking, you're going out with him. His thinking is just hanging out with you. <laughs> and vice versa. So, <laughs> men and women, <laughs> we think differently. And I want to give an example of that. When Dana and I started dating on May the 12th, 2011, our first date. I had never dated anybody before. Not that I didn't try. Of course, my story will let you know that. It's not like I didn't try in the past. I had never dated anybody. This is my, was my uh, first and, thank God, only girl. You know, so there's the desire. I'm looking forward to the opportunity. Finally, I get someone to say yes to me. Finally, I get to get somebody out. Finally, I don't have to dream and wonder about taking somebody out. I'm actually doing it. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity of going to her, opening the door for her to get in and driving her to our date. But Dana tells me she's now riding in my car on the first date. That She just pretty much poured cold water on my plans. She was going to drive by herself. Then she's going to meet me at the place we're supposed to have dinner and a movie. I said, okay, no problem. I was like, that's cool. You know, in my mind, I was like, the side talks, no big deal, you know. <laughs> no big deal, don't mess this up now. <laughs> this, is, this might be your only chance, don't blow it. Don't blow it. So we met at the restaurant. We had a good time. And from there, went to watch a movie. We had a good time. And again, men and women, we think differently. Now, my personality, my type, I'm a simple guy. You know, my A means A, my B means B, my C means C. I told Dana we're going for dinner and a movie. Dinner and a movie means dinner and a movie. So we've done the dinner part. We've done the movie part. Time to go home. So we got to our cars. I said, thank you. Had a good time. Good night. See you later. <laughs> so I'm getting in my car, but Dana is still standing in front of a car. And I'm like, okay, um, we were supposed to have dinner and a movie. We've had dinner and a movie. Time to go home. What is she doing standing by the car. So I was like, good night. See, she's like, good night. But she was still standing in front of the car. So I'm like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Does she want me to kiss her? I'm like, come on. I mean, she doesn't even want me to be in the same car with her. And she wants me to kiss her. That's the only thing I could think of. I, that's, that's the only thing that I was thinking she was standing in front of the car for. I'm thinking she wanted me to kiss her. It didn't make any sense. So I was like, okay, good night, see you, because I wasn't going to do that. I just didn't think it was appropriate. That's me. And this is not a put down. I know people do it. 
you know, you do you, do as the Spirit of God leads you, please. This is not a pull down, and I mean that respectfully. I just didn't want to, I didn't feel, you know, I didn't know how well enough for that to happen. So she eventually got in the car, and she went home. Then when we started dating, I brought it up, said, hey, what happened? What was the deal that day? Well, turns out, first of all, let me explain why she wanted to be in two different cars. The reason she wanted to be in two different cars was because if the relationship, if the dinner went south, it will not be awkward with her in the car with me. You know, you know how awkward it is. Things didn't go well, you know, and it was pretty smart because she actually had been had an experience like that before where it was kind of awkward. And unfortunately, my heart goes out to some of you ladies. Some guys will not even take you back home. So to avoid all of that, that's why she was in separate cars. The reason she was standing in front of the car was not because she wanted me to kiss her. It was because we still had some more time to hang out. So she was thinking, you know, maybe, you know, we can hang out more. I can guarantee you all the ladies probably felt that's what it was, but I can guarantee the guys were thinking maybe she wanted me to kiss her, but that's what I'm saying. Guys and women think differently, you know, but that's why she just wanted to hang out more. Okay, so I say that because I'm going to tell you a story. And this is not the person's name, but I'll just give her the name Judith. Judith is the person I'm going to use. There was a time I thought I was supposed to marry Judith. Okay, now I shared all that because if Judith was here, Judith might tell you a different story. She might tell you something different, how the situation was. And I don't dispute that because guys and girls think differently. I'm just sharing this from my perspective, what I was feeling, what I was thinking, what I was seeing, and I'm doing the best I can to recollect the events, okay? So, I'm trying my best not to call her name out, but the name is Judith, okay? (laughs) I think it happened around 2007. It was after service. I walked out of service. Then I saw a group of people praying. A lot of the people praying um, they looked much older than me, but Judith was in their midst. I didn't know who she was, you know, just from, she was in front of me. I didn't see her face. I just said, okay, this lady, obviously she looks younger than everybody else. So I was just passing. I just happened to look. Then I saw the side of her face and noticed, oh, it was Judith. So I was like, okay, Judith is attractive, made an impression. Judith is praying, suggesting that, you know, she's, prayer is important, made an impression, the group she was praying with, they were serving, so it let me know that Judith serves, made an impression. I was like, okay, you know. I just kind of left it like at that. Later on, you know, I noticed that Judith went to some of the classes I went to. She was uh, serious about God and all that. Well, she looked like she was serious about God, and... Um, that's kind of how it starts. There's like a seed yeah. somewhere in my heart that, you know, this Judith person, you know, I just kind of left it at that. When I was much younger, my mom told me that if I was going to marry somebody, I should make sure I marry somebody who was five or ten, I mean, five or seven years younger than me. Five or seven years younger than me. And the reason she told me that was, according to her, my mom is Nigerian. So am I, but, you know. <laughs> she said, because a younger person will give me more respect than 
uh, someone closer to my age. Now, how many of you know that when you're 10 years old and your mom tells you to marry somebody who's 70 years or five years younger than you, you don't appreciate that? <laughs> you know, you want me to marry a baby? You know. <laughs> but when you are in your mid-20s and stuff, like, okay, not bad, you know, sorry, not, not too bad. Nevertheless, I wasn't, I didn't take that like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. But it was something she did say. And through the grapevines, I discovered that Judith was seven years younger than me. You guys see how yeah. this thing's kind of happened? And how many of you heard, seven is the number of completion? <laughs> Perfection! So I'm thinking, hmm. Okay, so I'm thinking about this. Thinking about this. Thinking about this. Then I just began to develop feelings for Judith. I prayed about it. You know, I said, God, you know, um, let your will be done if this is you. So usually when I left after church service, I usually go in a section and she's there because, you know, she's always serving in that area. So I, I, I went through that. I did it on purpose sometimes. Just, I'm just going to go. And she's right there on three or four occasions serving with her group. So one day I said, you know what, God? If this is you, I put a, a fleece before God. <laughs> I said, if this is you, let Judith be there when I go to our section. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> she wasn't there. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. Then I said, God, I know what I said. <laughs> I know what I said. But I'm going to try this again. So the next Sunday, usually, you know, I'll go to church. And after church, I'll go to a young adult class. And after that, you know, I might just swing by her section to see if she was there. And that's what I did the last time, but she wasn't there. Then I, <laughs> I put the fleece before God again and said, hey, you know, let's do this again. But this time around, when I came to church, she was right there, blada. You know, in other words, I didn't get a chance to go for service and chill. I didn't get a chance to go to the class after service, then go to a section. I just went into church and boom, she was right in front of me. I was like, wow. I was like, okay, I'll take that as from God. But I'm not going to talk to her today because I'm not ready. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tokes has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Tokes Christian Inspirational Hip-Hop Album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.